Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling. Clifford Rozier, Adam Keefe, Joey Devine, Ramil Robinson, Vincent Askew, Sean Keefe, Billy Ray Bates. Patreons, Alex Toledo, thank you, Alex. Jack Brazil, thank you, Jack. Colin J. Dixon, thank you, Colin. Musical guest, Loverboy. Temporary host of the Round Round Rock podcast, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back after the All Star break with a brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with America's Uncle Dad, America's newest dog owner, Sean Keen. Just in time, your new dog, Pinot Noir, has decided to make itself known. Um, I didn't want to misgender your dog, Sean, so... Uh, no, the Pinot Noir is female. Uh, a male dog would have been named Draymond. Although we don't know if uh, that would have continued after he punched Jordan Poole. Doesn't matter. Female dog. Uh, You can kind of see her in the background. It is her first day in the room where I record the Mm -hmm. podcast. 
she sounds she great. Um, she's very young, uh, just a few weeks old. <laughs> yeah, um, she was born on Thanksgiving. Yeah, she's the Jason Tatum of puppies. Um, Sean, full disclosure to our listeners: we recorded yeah. parts of this episode last week before the All Star break, and parts of it now. Um, yeah, we didn't have to admit that, but I like that you did. No, I'm going to admit it because <laughs> <laughs> there's an entire Mike Love section about Kevin Love that we have to cut uh, because of uh, news. I don't know why we thought, oh, none of these guys will sign over the weekend. I but... think we could keep that okay, one in. All right. All right. Then well, you know, I don't want to can... cut this Mike Love. Discussion. <laughs> we'll just put in a disclaimer that we did record this. Uh, before he signed with the Miami Heat. I had a, we had some questions about it before he signed. We were pretty sure he was signing with the Miami Heat. Like, that was mm-hmm. pretty clear when he got bought out. But uh, we're going to talk about, we talk about some completely unrelated things about uh, Kevin Love and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, we should mention regarding last episode... Uh, it's rare we have to do this because we are, of course, um, infallible gods who know uh-huh. everything. But we do have a correction. Look, I know that Sean and Joey seem like they're incapable of making mistakes. But it's not true. Even gods make mistakes, which Sean and Joey definitely are. They made me say that. So here is a correction. That's right. We're doing corrections now. Everyone does whoopsie sometimes. Well, not me, because I'm a robot. Here's a correction. All right, Sean. Um... So last episode, we had an extensive conversation about who the tallest rapper is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And um, somehow we knew the answer and then somehow forgot Mm -hmm. what the correct answer for who the tallest rapper is. And our Uh friend Henry Druxel sent us. I would say the funniest email we've ever gotten. Um, (laughs) Reminding us that we knew. Um, so, Sean, should we intro who the the tallest rapper is? We should. We yeah. should. Uh, it's, of course, this guy. Call me Mike Jaws of the best kept secret. Coming from Atlanta where the Hawks stay screeching. I got three goals and I ain't talking about a hat trick. One, win the championship. Two, make a smash it. Three, have a baby with my lady, then some grandkids. These other rappers shaky Charles backswing. Trying to find the recipe, I call them Plankton. The flow so appealing, best rapper in the league. Aw man, what a feeling. Showing y'all I can spit. What up Shaq, Charles, Ernie, Kenny, the Jet Smith. That's right. My, it's Mike Jaws. Mike Miscala uh-huh. is, of course, the tallest rapper at six yeah. eleven. Um. Yeah, the only athlete, however, to to go platinum with a rap album is, of course, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. With, uh, but he's so much more than a rapper. Yeah, I think of him more as an entrepreneur. Yeah, he's a businessman. Um, yeah, not a businessman. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Wait. Maybe he is a business. He man. is a businessman. Oh, You're right. Shaquille right. O'Neal is a businessman. Um, 
Sean, uh, I guess we should mention it real quick before we get to some mail. Um, did you enjoy the All-Star weekend? Uh, you know, kind of. Because <laughs> I did not. <laughs> uh, I liked the dunk contest. Yeah, that's... It was that my seems- dad's... Yeah, it was it was my dad's birthday, so we were over there. And uh, well, do you want to get into it, or do you want to talk about? Yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, Warriors Legend, um, Mac McClung, Horst's cousin, Mac McClung, Horst's cousin, uh, uh, <laughs> the cousin of uh, of course, Riff Raff, aka. Horst, mm-hmm. uh, he saved the dunk contest, yeah. which happens every three or four years. Every three years, somebody saves, saves the, the dunk, dunk contest. contest. Yeah. Um, and I mean, sometimes the dunk contest doesn't really have a chance when they do it like between quarters of an all star game because mm-hmm. of COVID. They had no chance in that yeah. one. Like, that's right. not not really the dunker's fault. Uh, last year, maybe the dunkers fault, maybe a little bit Juan Toscano Anderson's fault, but, uh, but at the same time, um, do you kind of think we set our expectations for the dunk contest a little high? Well, what the one thing I do want to talk about is like, there's a certain weird thing when they mention who's playing, who's like in the dunk contest where like. Every year, someone would be like, yeah, great representation of the league. Derek Jones Jr. is in it. We used to have a proper dunk contest. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Vince Carter and Kobe Bryant and all these famous guys were also young players. They weren't those guys when they were in the dunk contest, too. Like, the last time famous guys were in the dunk contest was like Michael Jordan. Like it's yeah, been it this was way like, for 30 years. It's been a really long yeah. time. I mean, Vince Carter was like a famous rookie, but he was still a rookie. Blake Griffin was famous, but he was a rookie, right? I he like, was either, Yeah, he was a rookie. It's just, I mean, it was his second year. But, where yeah. When they announce the players in the, like, there's not, there's a non-zero chance Trey Murphy's an all-star. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Right, right, right. And he was really good. He was he the was guy great. that was the most maligned. Uh, but also, the things that were bad in the dunk contest were actually kind of good. Like, okay, so Jericho Sims tried to do the Vince Carter elbow dunk. Yeah. And he didn't really get but his arm his all whole, the way. In. Yeah. And but, then sort of cheated it and got his sort of cheated, armpit but, in. <laughs> but it's it's funny that people try that. And then yes. him him writing a card that gave himself a 50 but being unable to open the envelope and then tearing it so part of the 50 was off. Yeah. That's a legendary dunk contest yeah. moment. It's such a bad idea. It's such an elaborate execution that was whiffed and he was like hanging on the rim when it happened. So like, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I thought the grand theft Alvarado dunk was really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like usually those things, people do not pull off surprises like that. Usually they are heavily telegraphed. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I just, I just kind of think people have this belief that the dunk contest 
has been something different most of the time. Usually it's kind of random whether it's good or bad. Yeah, usually it's almost... like Baron Davis pretending to be blindfolded. Like, right. and guess what? That's great. <laughs> it's yeah, <yeah>. really funny. <laughs> well, and and like, I feel like the format they have now where someone, they do two dunks in the early rounds and two in the finals is just fine. Yeah. Like maybe they could have a couple more dunkers. That's the only thing I would say. But like, but if I you just, add more dunkers, you, you, um, I mean, we'd be pro this. You're opening yeah. the door up for more clown, clown yeah. bad stuff. But we yeah. like that. That's our favorite part. Yeah. John Collins you know, airplane dunk. Greatest dunk also, of all time. <laughs> I also like that Jericho Sims uh, responded to people making fun of himself by uh, like a selfie of him on a tropical island. Yeah. It was great. That rules. Yeah. Uh, dunk contest was great. I guess we should talk about how awesome Mac McClung was. He was great. Uh-huh. Again, the Warriors only thing, legend. The only thing that could have made it better is if he uh, was teamless. If he had to yeah. wear that high school jersey the entire time, oh, that would have um, been great. Or like doing it for better. the Delaware Blue Hens yeah. only. Blue jackets. I'm yeah. sorry, they're the blue jackets. Um, anyway, I skipped ahead to talk about the All-Star, to get All-Star talk out of the way. There's one more thing we should probably mention, Sean. Uh-huh. And that is, uh, get Carl Malone the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, he was a bad dunk contest judge. It was bad. He was there all weekend. Like, uh-huh. fuck you, I dude. Mean, <laughs> yeah, like, being a surly judge and also, like, not really known for dunking. Yeah. Like, Jamal Crawford, okay, he's not a dunker but uh he's also like delightful yeah and he loves bass he's like a you know he's been running a basketball camp for like 15 years uh yeah. he's he, a great dunk contest him. and like yeah yeah just like a yeah uh, and then like i love i loved having harold minor back mm-hmm. um baby jordan himself there just was a very obvious guy that utah has the utah jazz have a dunk contest hero one of the great dunk contest dunkers of all time uh jeremy, jeremy evans, evans. Are you saying? the yeah. guy who painted a picture of himself yeah. dunking one of the great dunks of all time yeah. uh there's they just also no have... reason he shouldn't have been the judge <laughs> uh i'm gonna look and see i just want to make sure this guy is alive <laughs> yeah they should have had daryl griffith do it too yeah like fine Anyway, yeah. just no more Carl Malone. No more Carl Malone. Even this guy w- is better. Like, he's also terrible, this jazz legend, and we all hate him, but at least mm-hmm. we can make fun of him. Uh, a virus cheating us of this opportunities. It's the guys making decisions saying, no, no, we're too scared. We're going to shut everything down. Sit in your house and be careful. My kids and my grandkids hearing these things and accepting them as truth. And when I know by my significant amount of research that it isn't, then it's very frustrating. I've well, done a significant well, amount of research on Carl Malone and have decided <laughs> he should never be at any NBA sanctioned event ever again. I was blown away that they brought him out for that ceremony with Kareem and LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like that was insane. Yeah. And I, I heard a rumor that when LeBron learned that he uh, punched a whiteboard in the locker room and he injured <laughs> his hand and that's why he couldn't play in the second half of that game. 
But he'll uh, tell. He'll, he didn't tell anyone until uh, he'd already lost. Though. Also, I want to mention the NBA screwed something up. Our favorite thing, the celebrity game. I'm sorry, but if a celebrity hits a half court buzzer beater that is like two tenths of a second past, even five seconds past yeah. the buzzer, that should still just count. Uh, the Mike the Miz yes. was wrong. It would have been the greatest <laughs> moment in celebrity game history. We're going to a video review on that. Like, just can't... call it good and make make the Miz the hero. Like that was ridiculous. It's just I think it's ESPN. Like TNT understands how to be silly and celebrity. The ESPN is like just too forced. Like they're trying to be too cool about it. And I don't know. Um, I'm I'm gonna have a Patreon podcast about this. I just want to mention one thing sure. on the regular cast, Joey. Uh, they did an insane thing in the middle of the celebrity game. Mm-hmm. Was it when Wade, they picked one Asian guy and said he looked like Simu Liu? That was that was really <laughs> racist. Um, and the celebrity lookalike cam just undid all the work. Utah did pretending not to be racist for a full week. Uh, they had a they had a, a shootout for charity mm-hmm. with Dwayne Wade and Ryan Smith. Now, first of all, anytime anybody is shooting for charity at the All Star Game, they're going to miss a million times. It always happens. Um, but they set it up and they did a full three point shootout. They did. They each took twenty five shots. It, it was a minute and a half. Each person, and it was three thousand dollars to a cancer charity. So Ryan Smith won because he hit eleven, and Dwayne Wade hit ten, which is already like embarrassing. Uh-huh. But also, Ryan Smith's net worth is like one and a half billion dollars. <laughs> he essentially paid like sixty thousand dollars to make an entire arena and a national TV audience mm-hmm. watch him shoot three pointers. And honestly, like. How much would a would a gross billionaire pay for that? Um, like billions of dollars. Yeah, and also there's all we have we already have one three point shooting owner, and it's Robert Para. Ryan yeah, he Smith, is the find a new lane oh, with a backwards uh, hat, and it was he raised thirty three thousand dollars, and they made a yeah. So that's one fifty thousand of his net worth yeah. that he donated. But essentially, no, he just paid for the experience of like personal fantasy game and everybody had to watch it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to do that, do that behind closed doors. <laughs> Don't make America watch you. Like, oh, that was so gross. Um, Speaking of Sean, yeah. uh, gross billionaires, we've got some news. <laughs> Tillman time. That's right. Texas Tillman, Trump supporter, state house man, and billionaire buyer. Houston Rockets motherfucker. Tillman time. How does Tillman describe himself? A motherfucker. Tillman time. 
So, Sean, uh, even though it was the All-Star break, our man with the Rockets, Texas Tillman, uh, managed to find a way to uh, get himself in the news over Mardi Gras. Yeah, Mardi Gras, his holiday. (laughs) He and uh, his family... Uh, the legendary uh, crime family of Galveston, Texas, uh-huh. give back to uh, the community that they decimated with gambling and prostitution mm-hmm. for a century uh, by hosting uh, a party. And uh, Tillman gets a little drunk. He, he gets yeah, a little he, loose at Mardi Gras. His outfit in this video. <laughs> like, I, I mean, look, when you think Mardi, Mardi Gras, Gras. Yeah. when you think Mardi Gras, you think Galveston, Texas. Yeah. Like, I understand it's Mardi Gras, but he looks like he just got off the stage performing at America's Got Talent uh, as, like, uh, a human statue, right? It's a weird look. It is like, it's like a child's idea of how an adult would look at a party. Yeah, he kind of looks like one of those silver guys. Yeah, at the that's halftime. the closest thing. <laughs> The NBA halftime where they like pose on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, here's here's the interview. Okay, well I know we're not going to talk business, so I'll just say go Rockets. Hey, absolutely. We, we got thank God we got ten days off. Thanks so much. They don't have ten days off. <laughs> yes, Happy Mardi Gras. Sean, you talked over it, but he says Sorry. he finishes. No, you're fine. I'm not chastising you. It's just weirdly a quiet drop. Um, he he. He, uh, at the end there, he says, pray for Victor, um, yeah. which I got to say, I don't want the Rockets to get Victor Wembenyama anymore. <laughs> nope. I mean, I already didn't want them to do that because they have Singoon. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, don't get in his way, but uh, there's no justice in the world if Wembenyama comes to the Rockets. Uh, also, you you have heard the other constant Rockets rumor, right, Joey? I don't think I have. Go ahead. It. Everybody is saying, don't quote me on this, but they think James Harden might go oh, back to the Rockets in the offseason. <laughs> yeah. And uh, because of the Chris Paul negotiated change of the uh, over 36 rule to the over 38 rule, mm-hmm. Uh, it actually makes a great deal of sense for James Harden to take a one-year contract this year in free agency because he can sign a five-year contract as long as he's not uh, 35 on October 1st. Basically, he has – he ideally for him, he would sign a five-year contract next year. Great. And that would be able to take him to, like, his 39th birthday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, that would be – I mean, I, I just, I can't, him coming back to to that team with Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> with any of those guys they already have is weird. Like, yeah. I mean, he does not really seem like a fit exactly. <laughs> so, uh, emotionally, spiritually, but uh, he does love the strip clubs of Houston, Texas, Joey. He so does. you gotta, yeah. you gotta consider that. Um, all right. Uh, do you, I don't want to talk about the all-star game at all. Do you no, want to no, talk no. about Jason Tatum? All right. Um, nope. I mean, he's the youngest all-star MVP in history, so we should oh, acknowledge that. Uh, he's 19 in spirit. Um, yeah. all right. <laughs> uh, let's do some reader mail and then do some reader phone calls. Okay, great. And then, um, 
play some play the Kevin Love thing and then come right back. Uh, but Great. reader mail first. Um... This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. Alright, Sean. Um, our friend Some Guy asks, as Time Out Entertainment, the magic we're giving out Wendy's gift cards. Ten bucks per made free throw, and the winner could give up that amount for a five hundred dollar gift card if they hit a half court shot. I guess my question is, what's the worst half court chain restaurant prize? Ooh. I mean, $50 seems low. Cheap. Yeah. But also just the the place is bad. 500 uh, seems cheap for a half court shot. Like some teams give out $10,000. Right. Right for a half court shot. Court, uh, no, it's like yeah, $10,000, $20,000, but also you have to you have to risk your Wendy's gift card to even get a shot yeah. at <laughs> It's like it's some real very, shit, dude. It's, it's very uh, Amway, I would yeah, say. Yeah, like, yeah. like somehow the halftime entertainment is like a confusing pyramid scheme. Maybe like is right. there is there some way that someone doing this can end up owing money to the team? I feel like maybe that would happen. Um, uh-huh. That being said, I mean, also, what a five hundred dollar gift card to Wendy's is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Wendy's, I would say. I mean, it's fine. It's, it's just. Yeah, yeah. I was just like going to say 40 it's, trips to yeah, 40 yeah. 50 trips to Wendy's. <laughs> like you can get a biggie bag from Wendy's for six dollars. That's kind of the hook. Like a baked potato is not that much. Uh, they have a lot. Yeah. The, their whole ad campaign is like three things for six dollars yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> um, it just feels like. You would have that Wendy's gift card in your wallet for Mm -hmm. years and like. But you know what? That to me makes it a better prize, (laughs) actually. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? It's almost like having having that Danny Ainge Chipotle card. Right. I guess that I guess it does (laughs) feel like you're getting free Wendy's all the time. But still, for a half court shot, you'd be like, wow, I thought I would be able to at least pay rent with Frosties for life. That's oh what God. you should be getting. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so what would be the half-court chain restaurant? Now, you and I kind of disagree about the quality of Arby's. We do, yeah. And I think it's because I have had two negative Arby's experiences out of not very many Arby's mm-hmm. trips. Once they were out of roast beef. Well, that is insane. that was very disappointing. But and then, also, secret about Arby's, Sean. My yeah. favorite thing on the Arby's menu is actually the buffalo chicken slider. I mean, I would, I guess, I would try that if I would back. I used to yeah. work next to the only Arby's with a view of the Hollywood sign, <laughs> and uh, the line would be around the block. It was crazy. Yeah, that's um, my that's my neighborhood Arby's. Oh yeah, it's your home Arby's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And and I asked about it and they once uh, you know, one visit there, uh, I was actually picking up lunch for people as a writer's assistant slash PA. And I said, where can you see the Hollywood sign? And the guy's like, it's a questionable claim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, but what's like. So you're going to say Arby's. 
No, you I'm think, not going to oh, say Arby's. Okay. I don't. I really Arby's is in the same class as Wendy's. I personally am averse to it, but I don't. I don't think it's so bad. Um, no, it's got to be like a a terrible fast casual place. I think. Right. See, I was going to say a five hundred dollar green burrito. Ooh, oh, oh, you can't you even can't spend even it use it. at the Carl's Jr. <laughs> it just has to be. It only at works the green on that burrito. half. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. oh my god! Yeah. Um, I mean, Chick Fil A politically is the worst one. Yeah, but people really like Chick Fil A. I'm not. Yeah, big that's on the thing. Chick-fil-A, people but... really, it's not worth the moral compromise. I don't understand. Or the line. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, are we all pretending we're from the South? Is that like what the like is a uh, like a Bible Belt reality? You know what? I think Denny's is the answer. Oh, God, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, because you'd have to kind of strive, but like, even the expensive food at Denny's is bad. And like, just no the one vibe has ever a... enjoyed their time at Denny's. No, before. Like, between normal hours, Denny's is the worst place. It's fine at 3 a.m., but... It is it is the restaurant of last resort. And yeah. even, like, I've I've never felt good about it. Like, it's there's always something going wrong. Like, and, and you're locking into... Because, I mean, like, say that $500 gift card is to, um, like, an over... Like, an Applebee's, yeah. you know, that's not really that good. At least... That's only like 10 trips. Unlimited apps, though, too. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. some stuff. They, they have alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Denny's like, what are you doing there? Yeah, Just, the correct answer is Denny's. Is it's Denny's. something like, like, from Denny's. It, it doesn't you, even matter the dollar yeah. amount. <laughs> you made a half-court shot and you took a year off yeah. your life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you went moves, moons over my hammy. All right. Um... <laughs> John L. asks, now that he got traded to the Wizards, is Kendrick Nunn still invited to the Bus Moore wedding, or does Rui Hachimura take his place? Uh, 100% Rui Hachimura takes his place. I don't I know. Feel bad. I kind of, well, I don't think Kendrick Nunn was invited at all. But I don't think Rui Hachimura is invited. I, I think, think it's, I, go ahead, sorry. The Lakers are too, like insular right where it's like once a laker always a laker but you also have to have been there for more than two years you know what i mean like like I'm, dennis schroeder is invited to the bus more wedding for because sure. it's his second time i like to believe that the entire active roster is there and that someone like patrick beverly who might actually still be invited mm-hmm. is is now disqualified because he's been traded and as much of a terrible idea as it is, D'Angelo Russell is invited to that wedding and he's invited to Jay Moore's bachelor party, <laughs> which he's probably going to secretly record and ruin the wedding. But, you know, it's Laker Nation. LeBron is all about team activities. Everybody gets to eat a taco on Taco Tuesday. Everybody gets to eat the tacos that Jay Moore serves at his wedding. <laughs> um. Which tables do each of the Lakers sit at during the Busmore wedding reception, Sean? Ooh. I'll tell you um, what table I want to be at. What? I want to be at the Michael Thompson table. Whichever Ooh. one he's at, that's the table yeah, I want. Champagne that's the best and nuts. Table. 
What's the, the worst table to be at? Well, I don't know if he's at the best table. I mean, because Magic Johnson is also at this wedding. You know, that's a good table, yeah. too. But he's going to be uh-huh. sitting with Jeannie and Jay. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you want to <laughs> sit with Jay more. No. Um, I mean, the AC Green table is obviously not that fun. No. I'm not even sure Vlade has a table he's invited i think right i no, i don't think he is he's a laker villain now no but he came back to the team at the end of his career yeah but he's still they still hate him Um, no way i don't think he's hated (laughs) no he gave all was forgiven with the sacramento era when he came i kind of just think that um genie buses it's like showtime uh-huh. Then they skip an era, then Kobe. I just don't <laughs> think they consider jo- any Eddie Jones, Nick Van Exel. Those guys aren't Nick Van Exel's in definitely not invited. Yeah. <laughs> Is Robert Ori invited? Yes, because he's in the Kobe era. Uh-huh. Rick Fox is going. Rick Fox. Rick Fox, good table. For sure. Yeah, that's a good table. Um, Derek Fisher, bad table. Oh, that's a bad table, but he's definitely invited. Rob Polinka, terrible table. Anthony Davis, I think, is a bad table too. Same. LeBron, like, I think, also. He starts a bad doing table. he starts doing uh the chicken dance and just goes down in a heap. I just don't think LeBron is talking to anybody that he doesn't know. Um No, he's at a table with Chris Paul with Rich Paul and Adele. Yeah, and uh, yeah. And his wife and yeah. his kids sit at that table too. I um, do think that like maybe uh LeBron gets like a plus eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, Austin Reeves has to like bring a dish and can't bring a friend. <laughs> old, old uh, writers would tell you Kareem's table is a bad table, but we disagree. Kareem's table is nah. a good table. He's um, just shy. That's all. Yeah, and it would be fun. You you can get you get Kareem talking about uh, what his favorite Alan Moore graphic novel is or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Who, did, um, I mean, yeah. Just don't He's talk to him about basketball. Yeah, he doesn't care about basketball <laughs> no. anymore. He retired um, a long time ago. He has other <laughs> interests. He didn't even. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, okay. Who? Well, I I don't know who's single, but do you think? Do they still do the bouquet toss? Do you think? No. No. Is, is Phil, Phil Jackson? That invited? is the question. That's the question. Because I think he is, but I don't I think, think he's he is go. too. Um, I just can't see him going unless I think he's it's like. Go. like Unless it's like a mind game. Yes, he wants to mind game Jay Moore, dude. Oh, my God. And he's going to be getting the worst conversation ever with like Polly Shore. Because don't forget all of Jay (laughs) Moore's friends are here. too. All the 80s comedy store people. Um, Um, (laughs) Do you think Leno's there? No, I don't think Leno likes Jay Moore would be my guess. Do you think Jack Nicholson is going to go? No, Leno is too pure to like Uh Jay Moore, I think. Um, You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Lou Adler? Is Lou Adler going? Lou Adler is absolutely going. Nicholson is not. Actually, I think she might be dead. Um, (laughs) Denzel, no. He's he's but I think he's going to send a very nice gift. Yes, Leo. And maybe even a video message, but. But they're not going to go. No, Jack probably would have went, but he I don't think Jack's doing so hot. Also, Jay Moore just lowers it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it's <laughs> It just would be different otherwise. And it's like, eh, do you want to go to Jeannie Buss's wedding? Yes. Do you want to go to Jay Moore's wedding? Not really. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, um, all right. Let's uh, go to the phones. Yeah. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. Alright Sean, our first call comes from our friend Forrest. Uh, you might recognize Forrest from the host of... Um, the world's only trivia podcast that is also <laughs> about the Kingdom Hearts trilogy. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, One of our great trilogies. Yeah, follow him at Do Nots on Twitter. Uh -huh. And um, here he is. Here's. Hey, guys. Guess what? It's Forrest again. You might remember me from uh, being upset about James Harden for a few years running now. Uh, so I'm calling because a lot of stuff has been happening lately. It's been a really eventful time. Uh, you might hear a little wind on the line. I'm hanging outside with my cat because the, uh, the weather is extremely nice now. It's a little windy, but it's like 73 degrees. I mean, it was, it was like 32 degrees a few days ago. But, you know, this is Central Texas, so we don't do seasons. We just have weird psychotic weather. Uh, as a note, by the way, about, like, like 30 to 50% of the city lost power because of ice. Uh, a bunch of ice formed all the trees, like, two or three tons of ice on every tree. And all the trees came apart and split in half and broke all the, all the lines. So everything's extremely fucked here. It didn't happen in San Antonio so much. They got half the rain we did for no reason. So, whatever. Great. Uh, I didn't have power for five days. But now I have power again, so everything's fine. Uh, Texas is a really cool place. It's even cooler now. It's even cooler now because Kyrie Irving is finally where he belongs, on the Dallas Mavericks. This is news about which I could not be happier. I love this. As everyone knows, I'm the one Rockets fan. And also, I'm from Houston, which means I fucking hate Dallas. I hate Dallas with every little bit of me that's in there. All Every pound of me is one pound of rage at the city of Dallas for any amount of, of joy or recognition it gets should be mine instead. And what makes me happy about this is that Kyrie Irving is a, uh, well, he has some bad beliefs. He has, he has some beliefs I don't share and I think that are, are toxic. And I think it's probably the fairest way to say that. And I think Mark Cuban also also one of those guys. And Mark Cuban additionally uh, has, what, aided and abetted uh, sexual harassment in the workplace, at, at the very least. So... Uh, I have no love lost in these guys. Also, you know, Luca, I'm happy for you. You play like James Harden in many ways, which is kind of cool, but people liked him and they didn't like James Harden for reasons that I will leave you to fill in the blank of whether or not they're racist. But, uh, 
yeah, it's cool that uh, we can have Kyrie down there, and the system is probably not going to work. And now he's finally here in Texas, a land full of a lot of problems and uh, weird people <laughs> who are... All right, I'll put it this way. Texas is like the America of America. This is where the right wing <laughs> tests out their stupid programs and also where they openly attack and try to ruin the city of Austin at every opportunity, uh, in which I live. By the way, I'm from Houston. I live in Austin. So it's, uh, it's he's going to have a good time. If he wants to drive a few hours, and, you know, it's only 180 miles, only 180 miles between Austin and Dallas, uh, Kyrie can come down and hang down with Alex Jones, who somehow lives <laughs> well, guess what, Sean? I know it's surprising, but uh, the robot ran out of memory there, and uh, Forrest had to continue his call. So <laughs> here's the Alex Jones portion of Forrest's oh, call. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad that's... Okay. I wasn't quite done. I wasn't quite done. Uh, so yeah, Alex Jones lives here, who was a, a, a crank that people thought was fun back in the 90s, but now that he has all his power, he's just like an absolute... An absolute uh, uh, opportunist shithead who will happily peddle any belief as long as it'll make him a buck. Uh, and he, is it going to be just, he's probably going to, he, he probably is going to go on someone's podcast. Joe Rogan also is here in my backyard, who I, I guess I have to admit is like a little less bad than Alex Jones, but I don't love it. Uh, his podcast <laughs> is pretty boring. Uh, and yeah, he'll probably, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie came down here. It is a bit of a drive, though. I think people outside of Texas need to understand that Texas is really big. Uh, Y'all are are California lads, so I think you can understand a big state, right? California is, like, even longer north to south than than Texas is in any one particular cardinal direction. But uh, Texas is big. The Texas Triangle, which has, like, like, what, 29 million people in it, is, like, each leg of that triangle is, like, between 140 and 200 miles long. So that's a big old It's a big place, man. And Dallas and Houston don't like each other. Uh, actually, no one in Texas likes Dallas except for Dallas. Only Dallas thinks Dallas is cool and the people outside of Texas. Everyone else, well, small town people I think actually like Dallas. The city people, the good people, the cool people in Texas. Anyway, this is fun. It kind of connects with the, with the culture war stuff. And Texas is like a nice little, little hot seat of the culture war. Uh, Kyrie's kind of straddling. That crevasse. He's kind of the uh, the missing chunk of the horseshoe in some ways, and then he's kind of gotten to like a lot of right wing beliefs through sort of a uh, a more anti authoritarian, like I guess you'd call it left leaning sort of questioning, which is common to a lot of Texas folks. A lot of Texas, like Texas Republicans, are like we should be able to smoke weed, and also we should be able to be racist, uh, and also no one should be able to like tell me that I have to trim my trees. Uh, and so we didn't trim our trees here for a long time, and then uh, two tons of ice got on each tree, and I don't know, the power went out, and I sat in the dark for five days. So that's my opinion about Kyrie, the Kyrie Irving trade, is that if I have to sit in the dark for five days, then Kyrie Irving can uh, wallow in uh, mediocrity on the Dallas Mavericks for five years. I wish him nothing but the dumbest possible outcomes. All right. Uh, thank you all. I wish the Rockets would ever be good again. Well, Forrest, we're glad you have power, first off. Secondly, um, I did not think about Kyrie Irving going on the Joe Rogan podcast. That is absolutely going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's uh, (laughs) just under a three-hour drive. It's far, but I mean, it's worth it for him. 
Yeah, I mean, or um, it'll take a hyperloop or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's but more uh, importantly. <laughs> uh, there was one famous Texan who did trim his trees, Sean. Oh, yeah. George W. Bush. That's all he would ever do. Oh, on that yeah. Stupid ranch. Well, instead of being was, president, the while thing starting is the, wars. <laughs> so apparently the Secret Service would do the actual tree trimming and then George Bush would take a chainsaw and saw the tree trimmings into smaller pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay, but still someone was still, I mean, look, he's trees. at least I mean, at least he has power, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, his hobbies don't require power. You don't need electricity to paint beautiful watercolor selfie nudes of yourself in the bathroom. Um, uh, I do want to say, listeners, if you have if you are without power for five days, which I also assume means you haven't spoken to anyone for five days, please feel free to call us up and leave us an eight minute long voicemail talking about whatever you want forest is always welcome to do that we've told yeah. them that directly uh mm-hmm. no one makes me laugh quite like forest does <laughs> um <laughs> uh and yeah good luck good luck luka Doncic and the houston and also the houston rockets um yeah. all right we have a call from our friend henry about oreos sean uh hey guys um i'm sure you've seen the ad on a NBA TV for um, for how you can you can put uh, all thirty teams' logos on an Oreo now, mm-hmm. and they'll ship you like nine Oreos uh, with your team's logo on them. I assume you're as excited about this as I am, uh, and I was just wondering what you think the best food product that you could customize with uh, your favorite team's logo would be. Uh, maybe it's Oreos, but um, I think there's there's some more frontiers that can be. Uh, found in this space. Uh, excited to hear what you think. Thanks. All right, Sean. I'll let you answer first. Okay. What food item would be the best food item to have an NBA logo on? And you know, also, the, what logo? Yeah. Um, you know, the obvious one is like you'd you'd put it on an M M&M, and M. You could put it on a cupcake, but those are kind of like. And also, obviously, your arch rival on a urinal cake but uh i really think sean a urinal cake it does have the word cake in it but it's not a food item you're you're oh you're right right. it has a food item (laughs) i forgot it was a food item i started thinking about like things that calvin you're not eating urinal cakes are you (laughs) uh no comment (laughs) uh hmm well, I was thinking of something else that wasn't a food item. So let me think now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is It's weird to think of like foods that you can print things on. It's kind of a more limited uh, genre than I would have thought actually offhand now that I'm like picturing a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess like I, I feel like like a, a wheel of like some of those like little little uh what do they call it when the it's like cheese that's in a round disc with wax on it oh those are what do you call that uh baby bells are those baby Baby bells bells. yeah i'd like to have like 
a Chicago Bull, like call them baby bulls and have the Chicago Bulls logo on them. Or if you really want to make them make baby bulls, uh, Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler's faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would like to see... <laughs> I would like to see the Boston Celtics logo on a Papa made out of pepperoni on a Papa John's pizza. The most racist basketball team on the most racist pizza. (laughs) I want to see. I also want to see it held by that. uh, The most the the NBA mascot with the world's most demeaning job who Mm -hmm. realizes it's demeaning the least. The human leprechaun. Yeah, the human leprechaun. Just holding that up and, yeah, and Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yelling about Gino or (laughs) Tommy points. (laughs) Um, Other good ones, I think. Uh, The the cowboy hat Mavericks logo Uh on a hamburger bun. You know uh, that would be they, good. They like brand a hamburger bun. Yeah, that would be cool. It yeah, would, that'd be cool. Yeah. Didn't they have that like crazy Dirk burger where that would have that would have worked pretty well on yeah. that too? Um, um. Anyway, great question. That was a good uh, question. Do not order nine Oreos that get mailed to you, though. I will also say <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like the Orlando Magic logo printed on anything makes it inedible. As oh, well. see, I disagree. I like the Orlando Magic logo. I do, um, but it, I it think it makes it cooler. It might make it cooler. That is a logo to me that that says inedible, though. Mm. Like like this is a novelty product. True. You this know is, what? This You're is, right. You're right. We included this to take the moisture out of the real thing. It, it in feels the package. like a. It feels like a discontinued cereal. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Um. All right. <laughs> um. All right. I do like the logo. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> We've got one more call. Okay. Uh, it's from our friend Sean O'Shea. And it's about a television show <laughs> I have not started watching yet because everyone keeps telling me it's going to be my favorite television show. <laughs> and I'm sure they're correct. But uh-huh. here we go. Uh, hi, Round Ball Rock. Uh, Joey, Sean, the robot. What's up, Lakers fans? Uh, this is Sean O'Shea. Uh, I feel like, so, Tyree is the Tulsa King. Like... <laughs> But instead of like Sly Stallone being a mafioso who's been in prison, Kyrie is is Kyrie. <laughs> so my question for you is, who is the Paul T. Goldman of the NBA? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. I I have watched Paul T. Goldman. It's awesome. I highly recommend it. <laughs> You haven't watched Tulsa King. I have not watched Tulsa King because I know it's going to be my favorite show. I've just seen the the pre- but but the thing is, he's absolutely correct that Kyrie is the Tulsa King. Like he's from a guy from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. transplanted into Texas. Mm-hmm. He's starting his own mafia. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna drive Luka Doncic out of town onto another team. Mm-hmm. Um. So Sean. Yeah, I've seen the first episode of Paul T. Goldman. 
Okay, so I have not seen the remainder of the Paul show. Paul T. Goldman, for those for listeners, first off, watch Paul T. Goldman. I also watched it because of this voicemail, by the way. It's the cl- Paul T. Goldman is the closest thing you can get to Nathan Fielder without Nathan Fielder, I would say. Um, yes. It's really good. It's really funny. Shouts to Jason Walliner. It also ends up being very surprising and uh touching as well, I would say. Yeah, it has not gotten crazy yet but yeah uh-huh. it's it's based on a man who wrote a crazy man a, a crazy man <laughs> who wrote a story a, wrote a book called duplicity mm-hmm. uh about being scammed by his, his ex-wife wife, yeah who he was in a part-time marriage with uh and but he also spoil plays anything himself. sean <laughs> yeah but uh paul t goldman i am gonna say uh it is revealed later in the show that he might have some complicated feelings about women. I don't know if you, um, and by complicated, I mean, not, uh, incorrect feelings about women. I gotta, I gotta say that shines through pretty early. Uh I think. Um, but yes, he, he plays himself. He's a man who gets, who got conned by Uh his wife. And who then uh, later gets conned by the filmmaker Jason Walliner, Walliner yeah. <laughs> into starring in this insane sla- documentary slash narrative about his life slash uh-huh. the fiction he wrote. I mean, the editing, uh, the editing where they have him reading something from a book, saying it as a commentary, as an actor between takes, and then saying it as the actor playing himself uh that's some real uh nathan nathan it's actually feels more like the rehearsal honestly yes there's this there's a sequence in paul t goldman that is so funny where (laughs) this actor plays a fake author that paul t goldman made up it's his (laughs) pen name but it's an author that he just made up and he does he plays it straight and then Jason Walliner says cut and says actually could you just say those lines like Paul would and then the actor proceeds to do the meanest impression of this man to his face that i've ever seen yeah they'll they'll have a they'll have a scene and and then the actor will be like the actor will be like so what are we doing this is like if we you put a kid in a movie yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. to answer this question, I believe who is the uh, NBA player that gets tricked the most? That's well, really what we're what I believe we're talking about is somebody who has done a poor job of myth making on their own behalf, mm-hmm. who has been a supporting character to some potentially strange things mm-hmm. and then is forced to become an actor in his own personal drama without realizing that he's the butt of the joke. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Kendrick Perkins, Joey. (laughs) (laughs) And Kendrick Perkins will go on TV and a former teammate will take to social media and say the meanest thing you've ever heard about that player. Mm -hmm. And Kendrick Perkins's reaction will be to, apologize get angry and then like make up another lie all within like Mm -hmm. 10 minutes 
But yeah. like Kevin Durant has written the meanest things about Kendrick Perkins I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Serge Ibaka go after anyone and he shredded Kendrick Perkins. Uh, it's it's amazing. And he is like this Zelig figure mm-hmm. on these important teams scoring two and a half points a night and believing that he's the main character mm-hmm. in his life story. Now, Sean, I went a similar route. Okay. But I leaned more into the sadness of Paul T. Goldman. (laughs) Okay. And I think the NBA's Paul T. Goldman is Austin Rivers. Oh, Uh, yeah. Especially like that fight this year. And that television show is his ringer podcast where he (laughs) talks about how Steph Curry is impossible to guard because of the refs or whatever. (laughs) Wait, he has a he has a podcast on the ringer. Yes, he does. Why would you do that? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. There's no is... one. There's no one. I feel like who has less authority than Austin Rivers to talk about the NBA. Mm-hmm. Maybe Doc it's called Rivers. Off Guard with Austin off- Rivers. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, <laughs> I do think Austin Rivers is. Uh, a tough player, but he is someone who has the most deluded idea of himself as a basketball player since Kendrick Perkins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, watch Paul T. Goldman. I will watch the Tulsa King. I swear. I know I'm going to love it. Yeah, what is uh, it? I actually don't. Is it on Peacock? No, it's on Paramount Plus. It's part oh. of. It's not Yosemite, but it's like Yosemite. You know it's, what I mean? It's, yeah, it's in the... <laughs> I understand what you're saying, yeah. Um, but Paul T. Goldman is on Peacock. All right. Um, yeah, okay. Sean, we got to do the news really quickly because yeah. we have a long thing we need to do. <laughs> yes. Our, we have to get to our all-star preview. Oh, okay. But let's do the news real quick. This is Round Ball Rock News, basketball news, for humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean. Uh, It's buyout season. Yeah. And uh, you had some people you wanted to talk about. You have some buyouts you wanted to talk about real quick. Just briefly. I want to talk about one buyout, and then Mm -hmm. we'll go through the other ones briefly. Kevin Love, shockingly is no longer a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even though a, they uh, they made those construction workers take a break to watch him sign his extension. Remember when they did that? <laughs> um, I mean, it's <laughs> it's wild. He he had a contract that people considered an absolute anger, an untradeable thing. Last year, he was second on the six man of the year vote and people were speculating that he would get an extension and then he fell out of the rotation. Now he did, he did break his thumb, I believe this year, Mm -hmm. but uh, he officially lost his rotation spot to Dean Wade, Mm -hmm. which is rough. Uh, So it seems like Kevin Wade sounds like, by the way, uh, someone who would have starred on the television show like Farscape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dean Wade's Farscape. Or like, or like uh, what was the one? Um, Stargate SG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or or like uh, 
like an author of uh like teenager hard pg fiction mm-hmm. yeah um all right anyway back to kevin love you have some uh, so he's not he's no longer a cav and mm-hmm. uh they haven't really said where he's going to sign shams implied the heat Yes. Yeah, he said he said that the Heat were interested. That does not mean Kevin Love. It would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe they couldn't. Nobody can actually say anything until the bats. I don't even know. But uh, so Joey, as you know, as we all know, mm-hmm. Kevin Love's uncle is Mike Love, mm-hmm. the the leader and creative force that drove the Beach Boys for its entire history. Mm-hmm. The auteur behind. Kokomo and everything that happened uh after after, Brian Wilson. after uh, yeah after <laughs> after all the things that anyone cares about Mike Love is responsible for them yeah Joey um what destination that Kevin Love could go to would lead to Mike Love showing up at the most games well Sean there's two options okay um, one is first off, Sean, do you know where Mike Love lives? I don't. And I, I resisted looking it up today. Mike Love lives in Lake, Lake Tahoe, California. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But... You want to know why? Because he very clearly saw The Godfather Part 2 and <laughs> dreamed of taking Brian Wilson out on a boat on the <laughs> lake and shooting him in the head. Um, oh, man, he is a really late guy. Um, oh, man, he's he's definitely like always goes to a place and orders whatever their like signature cocktail that was invented mm-hmm. for the mafia in the 50s. Like, yeah, like the Wet Willie, the. So, um, obviously, and I actually think Kevin Love would be a good fit there. It would be the Sacramento Kings if we want to go actually geographic. Right. Because he'd 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 stop in and because it's not that far from it's not it's not really that far. Um, But. The other option Uh is, of course. The closest NBA team to Kokomo, the city yeah. in Indiana, is of course the oh. Indiana Pacers. Oh, I thought you were um, going to talk about the the fictional island. No, 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 which is no, now an real Kokomo. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about the real Kokomo. Um, it's in Indiana. It's famous for nothing. <laughs> I'll tell you this: I think he'd be a fit on the team um, with the fans, white. especially. Yes, yes, Joey. He's white and he shoots. <laughs> Um, throwing those outlet passes to to Tyrese Halliburton, um, yelling at Buddy Heald, getting real frustrated with him. Sean, uh, I gotta say, weird, weird season for that that UCLA team that had Russell Westbrook <laughs> and Kevin Love on it, huh? Yeah, like like. <laughs> Is Aaron Aflalo okay? Is Luke Richard Umba Amute going to lose his? Presumably, he has a job with an NBA organization. Doesn't he seem like absolutely a guy who becomes a coach mm-hmm. after his playing career? Sure does. Well, except uh, he's well, a Ryan Prince. Hollins. What's Ryan Hollins up? Well, Darren Collison, Sean. You're forgetting oh. Darren Collison. Oh my God! Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Although, what is Josh Ship doing? That's what I want to know. All right. Um. No, the Ship family, the the Pac-12 dynasty, who got mad at every the family got mad at every college where a Ship brother went, and they almost ran out of schools by the end. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, so I have one more question. Uh huh. Uh, and this is uh. Okay, imagine. You have Kevin Love's body and talent, mm -hmm. but you have Mike Love's brain and soul mm -hmm. in there. What is the ideal destination for my Kevin Love? As a like at this point in his career, is that what you're talking about? Like, because. um, Yeah, like now the Philippines. Um. <laughs> Like he would getting... be out of the league. No, he would be <laughs> Dwight Howard. He'd be no like, one would sign him. <laughs> do you do you think he would be... be on his eighth team? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> do you think he's like uh, he would be like shaving points in the Philippines too? He'd no, be, he'd be <laughs> he'd be trying to set some like. Honestly, oh, he, yeah. he's, he he would score 100 points in a game and then the rest of his career talk about how he's as good as Wilt Chamberlain. Uh-huh. Yeah. That and is he, what that guy would do. <laughs> he'd be he'd be like whatever team promised him the most flattering bobblehead would be like where he yeah he assigned yeah um because also the guy you're just describing is rick barry he exists yeah yeah you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right he would be sitting there uh, rick barry like, and mike love are the same person wow oof, oof. um right. <laughs> yep except rick barry is actually talented all right um <laughs> I'm gonna quickly say a buyout guy, and you just need to real. Well, Sean, there's one, there's one guy on the buyout market. I guess he, it's more the tryout market. He's on the same market as Darren Collison is. I don't know if you saw the news, uh -huh. but did you see who tried out for the Dallas Mavericks two days ago? I did not. Lamarcus Aldridge. Wow. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> His heart is just okay. I We're guess. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so, uh, very quickly, Danny Green went to the Cleveland Cavaliers, mm -hmm. perhaps facilitating this buyout. Coming home. His original team. Uh, <laughs> Reggie Jackson went to the Denver Nuggets. Also coming home. Wait, really? Yeah, he went to Colorado. Oh. Uh, he went that. to CU Boulder. He's, like, oh. all stoked to go back. And he had... The funniest quote a buyout guy has ever. Oh, had that was funny today yeah. where he said, I'm just happy to be on the first place team in the West, not the sixth place team in the West. It also <laughs> feels like. Like maybe it's just very weird that Denver traded a point guard to the Clippers in a deal where they got second round picks back mm -hmm. and then like made a separate side trade with the Lakers uh, and then they just sort of got Reggie Jackson anyway. It was almost like he was actually in the trade. Also, sorry, I Michael had Jordan that wrong. On board. He oh. didn't go to Colorado. He went to Boston College, but he grew up in Colorado Springs. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it just felt it felt like it's really weird when a guy like like 
directly a trade between two point guards, but they just needed the Hornets to like get involved. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, Terrence Ross, uh, one of our favorites is now a Phoenix son. Uh, I mean, cool. Uh, Shout out to he, Raptors nation. Is he better <laughs> than Damian Lee now though? <laughs> I mean, it was wild. Someone was like, yeah, he was on the Orlando magic for seven years yeah. and I couldn't believe it, but it's true. Seven years in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was in Toronto for seven years, Joey. No, he was not. Yet I still think of him as a Raptor. Uh, <laughs> Justin Holiday joined the Dallas Mavericks. Seems I mean, like a team he would have been on already. Right, right. Like, uh, <laughs> I was like, they they have to have a guy named Justin at all times. Uh, and Dwayne Dedman has joined the Philadelphia 76ers. Again, a team I felt like he might have been on two or three times. Well, already. also a funny thing about that is that feels like a signing uh, built just to make Sixers fans mad. Because (laughs) guess who is... Doc Rivers is going to play him too much and uh, B-Ball Paul not at all. And those fans are going to be so mad. (laughs) The... uh, I just... I love that Dwayne Dedman has occupied... Was like underrated for like two years mm-hmm. and now has hung around the league like six more yeah, years and, he and likes, the whole time and everyone hates all the fans all the teams it, who root for him hate him yeah it's like literally the teams hate him that's <laughs> yeah. the thing that's rare it's like usually a guy that's bouncing around the league is like kind of fun to be around or whatever mm-hmm. but like like i think hassan whiteside is very frustrating mm-hmm. but he does not seem to be personally disliked by his teammates ever <laughs> Just by fans, analysts, and front offices. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, still pending. Joey, Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. Where should he go? Special Forces World's Toughest Test Season 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd make it through. Well, actually, they would not like him. He would get black bagged all the time. I think he should go to the Washington Wizards uh, just because I think he could lead them to at least one play in victory. <laughs> um, Serge Ibaka? Um, Serge Ibaka should go where the fashion takes him. You know? I think he should, like, I think, yeah, I think he should go to New Orleans, actually, for the it's food. pretty good. I, I was going to say, him. what about the Knicks as like a uh, uh, Mitchell Robinson insurance, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like a like a little ambassador. Tip, tips would love Serge Ibaka. Plus, he could go oh. to Fashion Week. Um, yeah, I, I like that for him. I just want Serge to be happy. Yeah. Um, uh, Stanley Johnson. Uh, wherever he can stick in the league, man. <laughs> yeah, Canton Charge. I'm saying the Canton Charge. <laughs> and then uh John Wall. I actually have a good one for this. I actually think John Wall should go to the uh Orlando Magic. That'd be tight. Uh you know, like him and Fultz as your one two punch in the as the one. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. That um, is fun. And I really think he could really uh, revive his career, run some, really run with those uh, those those fun guys. Um, what are you, are you saying? You don't believe in Cole Anthony, Joey? I don't believe dunk in Cole champion. Anthony. No, he's not a I dunk don't champion. Like Cole Anthony. He did dunk in Timberlands, which <laughs> yeah, that was endeared not cool. Him, endeared him to um, no one. Let's uh, again just prove. That uh, some things that New Yorkers think are cool 
the rest of the country does not. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's the water. That's what makes Cole Anthony cool. All right. Um, so, Sean, that was us uh, talking about Kevin Love and mm-hmm. some of the other buyout guys who have since signed with uh, some people. Do you want to talk about some uh, where some of those buyout guys went? I just want to I just want to talk about two former Lakers and where they went. Uh, Russell Westbrook is now a Clipper, Joey. Um, I don't I don't know that he ever had to leave L.A. Like, I'm I'm guessing this is the kind of deal where Utah just waves the physical. Right. Yeah. Because they they bought him out for every penny of his contract. I have. I think I have an alternate take on this signing than some people do. Like, okay, Zach Lowe on his podcast today was like yelling about how bad this is. Uh-huh. And it's like, this is a total low upside thing for the Clippers. Like, if Russ West, like, they don't have to play Russell Westbrook. They're not like the Lakers here. Like, if well, he yeah. doesn't work... They just play more Eric Gordon, like, or Terrence Mann, or uh, Norm Powell, like. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you can say you play those guys, but, like, Eric Gordon's not a point guard, and neither is Norm Powell. And (laughs) And neither is Terrence Mann. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, I understand the idea that you want to get a point guard. And here's the thing about the, the Clippers are, like, the opposite of the Lakers when it comes to their perimeter approaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have a bunch of guys who take tons and tons of three pointers, perhaps too many. In fact, Uh, even, even Paul George, Paul George is a very good three point shooter, but he shoots a lot of them. Yeah. Even Kawhi Leonard is not really going to the rack. He's Mm -hmm. going to the mid range. Yeah. Say what you will about Russell Westbrook. He still relentlessly goes to the rim and he and LeBron kind of figured out that when they were both in the game, they just basically drove all the time because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so that was terrible on the Lakers because the Lakers had no one else who could shoot threes. Like, like LeBron can't really shoot threes. Anthony Davis can't really shoot threes. Uh, many of the guys on the team couldn't shoot threes. On the Clippers, it just doesn't matter as much. Like, right. everybody else on the team can shoot three. Like, Zach Lowe was yelling about, like, oh, they hated John Wall so much. It's, they're just going to have the same problem as John Wall. And it's like, no, not really. Because no. now, instead of not playing him, they play more Eric Gordon instead of Luke Kennard. Like, I just don't understand, like, or Reggie Jackson. Like, I just don't think like and Russell Westbrook has to know that if this doesn't work it's the end of his career right like well, and also uh he played with Paul George for two years yeah, and, and one of those years he was he was third in the MVP vote their second year together yeah. and I mean they they are reuniting a Thunder team that kept losing in the first round but it was also a Thunder team that was uh well, doing their best like yeah. They weren't very deep. Um, they were not very deep, no. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they also had a guy with, like, they had, like, a 25-year-old uh, basically go out of the league with a terrible knee injury. Yeah. You know, Andre Roberson would have been a little help. Anyway, um, I'm not defending those Thunder teams, but, like, the Clippers don't really have a point guard. That's the difference. It's right. not like the Lakers choosing 
you know, not to get shooters and getting Westbrook instead. Here it's like, I think he understands that he doesn't have to shoot that much. He wasn't even shooting that much this year, yeah. honestly. Uh, so I kind of think, well, I have I have two thoughts. One of them is, uh, okay, so I don't think it's clear that he's really going to be treated like a minimum salary player. But at the same time, there's really no downside. You're right. Like they you're just losing... cannot play him like, yeah, exactly. if it doesn't work. But uh, I also think it works that just like uh, LeBron had for a year and a half, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard now have a built-in scapegoat for when <laughs> they uh, lose in the second round of the playoffs. And that's very important as well. <laughs> like the LA media is already ready to, to blame uh, Westbrook for everything. He, he again was not really the reason the Lakers were bad this year. Mm-hmm. He wasn't good, but like, you know, he, he also played, played all mm-hmm. the games. So uh yeah mainly my thought is the clippers will fail for different reasons yeah they'll still fail Mm -hmm. uh yeah i think that's i think that's correct um it's also funny that uh like this triumvirate uh (laughs) that westbrook wasn't sure if he wanted to sign with the clippers and patrick beverly like recruited him to a team he wasn't on (laughs) <laughs> uh, which is kind of great and basically they traded john wall for russell westbrook which stunningly has happened twice <laughs> um i assume you want to talk about the other guy you just mentioned right yeah uh, real quickly um pat bev is a bull finally yeah he the bulls are back in town like the buddy. Logo. he's from there um, yeah he's he's literally from like one point he went to high school 1.7 yeah. miles away from the united the center the only you like. problem yeah. is he's there about eight years too late because yes. he would have young pat beverly would have played 48 minutes a game under tom thibodeau when derrick rose was injured uh, um and and you know he he wanted to go too when he yeah. was in there's an old tweet for him in 2012 when he's stuck in russia he was not able to leave Russia for like six months. So I mm-hmm. think that's why I think he actually might have joined the Bulls, but he uh, couldn't get out of his contract. And then he ended up uh, on the Rockets in like January of 2013. So, uh, yeah, he's finally there. Um, I mean, really what this is. First of all, the Chicago Bulls are just not good. They just aren't good. This isn't going to move the needle. I personally think, I mean, this is not feasible because of their veteran heavy team. And it's not fair to really do this to DeMar DeRozan. They would be so much better off if they could just become the fifth worst team in the league. Yeah. And they'd almost have a 50% chance of keeping their pick. But Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. The Orlando Magic should not let that happen, considering they have their own pick and the Bulls pick if it doesn't (laughs) end up there. Uh but it's just uh, it is it is uh, rough, which young guys they decided to keep and get rid of, Joey. Um, yeah, well, uh, I don't think Laurie Markkinen was ever going to work anywhere but Utah, um, <laughs> to be fair. Um, I mean, he probably would not have been an all star, but. It's just like and also Wendell Carter had to leave at that point, too. Like, I get. 
I get the sentiment where it's like Patrick Williams and Kobe White are still there and Wendell Carter and Markinen are not. But like, it was just a gross mess there already. Like, I don't know. Like, I kind of think people are being a little hard on the Bulls this year. Um, Like, last year they were really fun. But Lonzo Ball and Caruso have been really hurt. And Zach Levine's just not the same guy. And there was, like, no predicting that, I don't think. Um, well, I mean, he did have knee surgery before. Yes, but I mean, when they extension. traded the pick for Vucevic two years ago, like, there was just no... Oh, yeah, I just you know feel like that, I mean? that was, I feel like that was a huge misread of Nikola Vucevic. Sure. Yo, for sure. I just mean, like, I don't know what else they could have done this year. Yeah, I mean, to well, have this Lonzo, not happen. <laughs> I don't I don't think they could have predicted the Lonzo thing, like like getting Lonzo Caruso and DeRozan all seem good. It's more like it's more like in hindsight, they really picked the wrong two guys. Yeah, I just don't think those guys would work if they stayed in Chicago either, because all their fans already hated them by the time they were traded. Like, I just I just wonder if they got to play with like Lonzo and DeRozan, you know, I like, mean, like and a real coach. Maybe I just again, I think at a certain point, it's like James Wiseman in Golden State, like a guy's just not going to work there when a young guy's just not going to work there when they're there too long, like. The well yeah, gets just, soured, and it was definitely soured for Lowry Markinen and Wendell Carter. I um, mean, I just, I just feel like you're not wrong in general, but Jim Boylan is a different beast. You well, know what I mean? That is like, fair. Like Jim, yeah. Bo- <laughs> those two Jim Boylan years are like not indicative of anything. That's like. Yeah, if we could that's go basically back and got time, out of prison. Yeah, I mean that's actually the thing is if you're a Chicago <laughs> Bulls fan and you could have a time machine, you're not using that time machine to get rid of Lowry Mark to keep Lowry Markin and Wendell Carter. You're using it to not hire Jim Boylan or right, and then, to not trade Jimmy Butler. Like there are you're just years yeah. and years of like horrible <laughs> malpractice here that to me outrank like Lowry Markinen's weird fluke Utah season and Wendell uh-huh. Carter being like a pretty good NBA starter, like everybody knew he yeah. eventually would be. <laughs> but it is, it, I, I think that occasionally when, when you have these, like, I mean, obviously guys can't like, you, you can't be on a terrible team for too long. Or you're just broken. But when there's such an obvious cause to things being terrible, I think you need to be a little more patient afterwards. That's all. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But again, if the Boylan era had not been quite as bad, they wouldn't have had as much pressure to make big moves. And yeah. Um, so Patrick Beverly, at yeah. least. Okay. I have one, just one question for you here. Sure. Uh, we are, the, the Bulls are now set up. They're in 11th place. Mm-hmm. Who is the funniest team for Chicago to beat in a nine versus 10 play in game to cause a crazy Patrick Beverly celebration? Uh, the Orlando magic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, buy this out. (laughs) 
That would be well, amazing. I love the idea. Like the, the whole pick thing. Like, God, I want every buyout guy to like beat the team that got rid of him. Like, <laughs> like Clippers beating the Lakers in round one. Yeah, Bulls, Bulls taking yeah. out the Magic and the play-in. We, we we would need the Bulls and Magic to leapfrog some teams. They're going to but... have to get a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> It uh, it doesn't seem like I feel like they could catch each of them could catch the Washington Wizards. Well, there is real news with one of yes, with one of these teams we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, with the Atlanta Hawks. uh, Guess who's back? Sean, it's Joe. Prunty's back. Prunty's Uh, back. (laughs) The original playoff P. Uh, Joe Prunty, one of the worst coaches I've ever seen, is back as a head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. Sean, he replaced Jason Kidd after his uh, pizzeria firing. Uh And, uh, you know, ironically, he was replaced in Milwaukee with another coach that Atlanta got rid of mm-hmm. uh, by mistake, Mike Budenholzer. Uh, so he'll be he'll be coaching the rest of the season. The rumor is that they want to hire Quinn Snyder this mm-hmm. offseason. Well, it's not Halloween, uh, and yeah. so <laughs> yeah, he's got to he's got to decide on his costume choices. We need to we need to figure out a little more about how he was celebrating Halloween. Yeah, I'm serious. Joey, if you're Quinn Snyder, mm-hmm. you can probably have your pick of open jobs. I would, I would think. Mm-hmm. And possibly you can coach the San Antonio Spurs whenever Greg Popovich decides to hang it up. Mm-hmm. Is the Atlanta Hawks a situation that you would want to take on? Uh, with their 27 year old owner yeah. trading all their stuff? No. Hiring his friends? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and no. also. Also, basically refusing to go all in or to have a youth movement, like making an all in trade for an all star, get trading four picks, three picks in the pick swap, and then trading your starting shooting guard, mm-hmm. who was your best three point shooter the year before. Like these, it's just weird. They seem half assed all the time. Like, also, uh, they are constantly. Um, Trying to trade their third best player, then mm-hmm. uh, then not doing it at the last moment, which is just and, depressing for him. Well, in in the middle of it, they sign him to a giant yeah. uh, long term contract <laughs> in between his various trips to the trading block, and so it's just weird. They have this team that is they they think is better than it is, mm-hmm. and a bunch of young guys they think are better than they are, and then they have a bunch of sort of project young guys what i will say they're trying to two timeline it but they don't have either timeline sean who is the most quinn snyder player on the atlanta hawks because i think it's pretty obvious well i mean he loves coaching a bogdanovich see i was gonna say it's onyeka okongwu is the oh. most <laughs> quinn snyder player possible um I yeah, just weird uh, team wouldn't want that job. Uh, I wouldn't take it, Quinn. I, but also, I wouldn't take the Spurs job if I were Quinn either. The Spurs job, you are just waiting in line for people to tell you you're not as good as Greg Popovich and then get fired after three years. I mean, because they don't have anything. Like, okay, if they get Victor Wembanyama, then you want yeah. that. Then you want that job. But like, you don't want that job. 
if they don't. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know if Quinn Snyder wants to like join a team that's ready to make the playoffs or if he wants to like start a new thing. And the 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 Spurs appeal is like it's basically a clean slate. Yeah, but again, it's not that clean of a slate because you're constantly standing in the shadow of Tim Duncan yeah. and Greg yeah. Popovich. Well, like, I mean, he, he worked there before. I know, I know. Sure. I still would prefer that to the Hawks, I guess. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, he could maybe coach like... I just think I there's going to be fired, some... But... I think there's going to be some better jobs opening up. Uh, I mean, that 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 is, that is <laughs> definitely a possibility, Joey. <laughs> uh, also, RIP Nate McMillan. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite coaches actually like he plays he coaches like it's still 2007 but whatever it's cool that every year every time he takes over a team mid-season he ends up getting a three-year job because uh (laughs) uh because they do so well and then two years later everyone is like this guy is a massive asshole (laughs) please fire him (laughs) Yeah, so he got, he got, he gets an extra two years of salary, uh, and ironically was fired because of how good a job he did in 2021 in the playoffs, and then uh, the team returned to their correct level, I would say, mm-hmm. of 500. Uh, and and Trey Young has now gotten two coaches fired so far, so that's pretty good for him. <laughs> like directly got them fired. <laughs> Um, Sean, is that our episode? I think that's our episode. Um, patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Email us mm-hmm. at roundrockpod. Call us on the phone at the number in the description. Buy our t-shirts at the Tee Public Store. The link in the description of the episode. Sean, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? You do stuff. Yeah, read me Golden State of Mind, Yard Barker, Giants Baseball Insider. And then on my next show, Saturday... March 4th, you can see me uh, at a show called Nut House at the Golden Squirrel Pub in Oakland, California. It's on College Avenue. Um, all right. And then as for me, you can always follow me at Frankie Muniz on Twitter, where on February 18th, I tweeted, holy moly. That was the most insane thing I've ever done. Got up into the top three before getting turned and causing damage. Went to the back and went from 24th to 11th in the final two laps. I'm so grateful to my team and at Hair Club and sponsors for making my dream a reality. NASCAR. Is he getting Um, hair again? He does. He is a hair club guy now. Yeah. Because um, he was like they shaving also sponsor, his head. They also sponsor his. He has a hair club hair now. Yeah. And they also sponsor his race car. Um, Sean, I did you write it. a I song? I everything about it. I don't have a new one this week, dude. Sorry, what do you want? That's, I don't care. You don't have to be. Don't sound so sad. I don't know why. I, you I don't got ever so have bummed to about apologize it. for not having a song. It's a lot of work. Uh, um, can you play mid-range life? Sure. Love, love pavement. Love Russell Westbrook. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And shut it down. Just because he made the dunk, con- he won the dunk contest, doesn't mean Mac McClung is a good basketball player. Don't get tricked. Bye. After the trade, the deal, the swaps, the picks, Russ comes to town, but there's one thing that I can't predict. Westbrook's gonna take some shots That'll make Daryl Morey sick 
Within the three-point arc and outside the elbows It's the way he's heaving Mike D'Antoni's leaving Make a miss, it's all that Russ knows And he's never ever gonna change I want mid-range life He's going to H-Town If the shots don't go down They're harder than the crown I want mid-range life He's going to H-Town Chris Paul was getting round James Harden's gonna pound the ball. You know, Russell Westbrook may be a little overrated as a basketball player, but he's an excellent fantasy basketball player. Take it from me, fantasy basketball maniac Stephen Malkmus. Lose to the Dubs, the Jazz, the Nets, the Heat, steal free, throw rebounds, the drive in, shoot from 20 feet unless you do. James Harden stepping back, and he's gonna let it fly from deep. Down on the baseline, Capella is open, but Russ is taking a dude one on one. He's pulling up, and there's Absolutely no chance He's getting the ball to the cup It's funny He's 5-4-20 He's Russell Westbrook What did you expect? I want mid-range life He's going to H-Town if the shots don't go down, they're rotted in the crown. I want mid-range life. He's going to H-Town. Chris Paul was getting round. And Tillman is a clown. I wrote the song Cut Your Hair it was because I had a strange dream premonition about a disappointing young point guard named Alfred Payton and it came true also Shady Lane is about Derrick Rose's street on the road with the Houston Rockets Russ spot up no way he's getting buckets I don't understand this weird team and I doubt they'll beat the Bucks. OKC okay, Thunder, they're elegant frackers, they're not an eight seed to me, are they an eight seed to you? Don't shoot the three, cause there's absolutely nothing. Maury hates like inefficiency. You know, on that Smashing Pumpkins tour, Billy Corgan dunked on one of the Beastie Boys' friends. It was incredible. Then he threatened to beat up our drummer. Man, that guy's a fucking prick. 
This wand's pretty tight, though. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.